case you're new here to the parish or just coming to the parish, welcome to Holy Family. My name is Father Michael Dank. I'm one of the associates here. Uh, this is Father Andy Gonzalez. He's another associate. Our beloved pastor, Father Paul Rosing, is that uh, we're running another parish, St. Andrew's, right now. So that's where he is tonight. And Deacon John Green is with us as well. So we are so glad to have you here with us. I want to introduce also to you Adam. Adam helped start the fire tonight. And I was so excited. He's a fireman, so it was really safe. Um, and... Um, well, Adam is the new Adam. So unlike the first Adam who got to live without original sin, Adam is living with the experience of original sin. His wife can tell you that, right? So we're all living in this post-original um, sin world. So the first reading we heard, the beautiful reading of, of Adam and Eve and God creating the entire universe, they got to experience this world without sin, this world without evil, this world without illness, and this world without death. Now, I have something exciting to tell you. We are going to have a major fire here at the parish. It's going to come up. Adam doesn't know this yet, but when we no longer have to wear masks, I'm inviting everyone up to the parish, and we're going to have a big mask-burning party, and we're, not, we're just going to burn all of our masks. Yes, I'm ready for it. So, yes, you react like me, right? Some of us are probably sick of the masks, but thank God, we're here together, right? Last year we weren't here. We didn't get to celebrate together. We weren't here together to celebrate the Easter Vigil, and so we're so blessed to be here in person. But the reality is, this virus is still going on, right? So we're a year into it, and you're thinking, like, when is this going to end? Or at least I'm thinking that. And I remember probably about six months ago, I was frustrated, and I was complaining, and I have a, a friend that we went to grade school together, and he is now a research scientist, so that's what he does for a living. So he's a total nerd. He loves all this research stuff. And I said to him, I go, I'm so frustrated. It feels like we're hearing something different every day. I don't think anybody knows what they're talking about. We don't know what we're doing. And he goes to me, well, you're right, Father. And I said, what do you mean? You're a scientist. And he goes, no, that's what science is. We come up with a hypothesis. Then we come up with another theory or idea. Then we come up with a, uh, another theory. And then we come up with another hypothesis. He said, science is always learning, and science is always trying to, to build and, and to um, come up with the, the latest thesis, and then the next antithesis, and the next thesis. We're constantly learning. And she's, he said, Father, if nothing else, um, I think we should really appreciate science, and he's a scientist, so he would say that. But he also says, I think we're also seeing the limitations of science. Like, science can only do so much. We don't, we're a year into this. We don't have a vaccine. I mean, we have some vaccines, but no vaccine 100% uh, is able to cure and protect everybody. We don't have it. I think the next thing that we're hoping for is herd immunity. We have some kind of herd immunity. But then guess what happens after that? There comes out some kind of variance, right? There's going to be some kind of variant virus that comes up. And we're, before you know it, we're like never going to be free from this. And that's extremely frustrating, extremely disappointing, right? And it's good that we have science helping us. We are a church of faith and reason, a church that believes that with science we can uh, work together to bring about the good of all. But it's also a reality we're realizing the limitations of us. And ever since original sin, we have been susceptible to sickness, to illness, to disease, to sin, and ultimately to death. That's what happened with original sin. And so Jesus came into our world 
as an infant, and then he would go about doing these wonderful miracles to display who he was. He would suffer the passion. He would die on the cross. He'd be buried in the tomb. And then he would raise. And in that moment, in that Paschal mystery, he would destroy forever this pattern of sin. And so those of you to be baptized, who are you? If you can raise your hand for everybody to see. These are all the people that are going to be baptized. You, in just a few moments, are going to be totally and completely and absolutely washed free from original sin. So amazing. Like, you're going to be given this wonderful gift. And so, you know, that is the antidote to sin, is baptism. But the thing is that after baptism, we still have this thing that we struggle with, which is traditionally known as concupiscence, which is a a, a, um, susceptibility to sin. So we still have this ability to contract sin. We still have this ability to, to fall into Satan's traps. And the, the, the horrifying thing about sin is it's extremely insidious. So Satan is even more cunning than the virus. Satan can find even more ways and, and, and different varieties of ways and more deadly of ways to getting to us. So how do we keep safe from sin? How do we protect ourselves spiritually? We've been hyper-vigilant about the virus here, right? So we've been wearing masks, we've been keeping our six feet, we've been doing everything we've been told. But what does that mean for us spiritually? Ultimately, that's what the sacraments are for. So the sacrament of baptism, you're brought into the church, you're, you're washed clean from original sin. You'll be sealed with all the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit and confirmation. You'll receive Eucharist today. And Jesus in you. That's ultimately the only way for us to enter into eternal life. But then we also have the sacraments of healing for when we do uh, enter into sin, for when we do find ourselves away. And the church gives us the beautiful sacrament of reconciliation that hopefully we've all participated in this last Lent. And then ultimately when we're dying, anointing of the sick, and also viaticum, our last receiving of Eucharist, all of these are given to us to safeguard us and to protect us from sin so that one day we may enter into eternal life. Now here's something that the rest of the world doesn't know. We need Jesus to inherit eternal life. The world has come to believe that it's just something that happens to us. The world has come to believe that there's, there's no necessary means of n- needing to know Jesus or God to inherit eternal life, but that is Satan completely deceiving us and taking us off course. And so one of the ways that we have of continuing to protect ourselves, you know, like if you think about vaccines, we might have to get two or three or four of them. We come to Mass every Sunday. And when we come to Mass every Sunday as a community, it's like we got another week where we can be totally free from sin. Every time we receive the Eucharist, we're completely washed and free to sin. We hear in the gospel today the two women when they came to the tomb. They were going there and they, ha- they had their heads down and they're thinking to each other, how are we going to roll away this stone? So they're thinking like scientists. You know, they're thinking, how are we physically going to roll away this stone? They're thinking only in earthly ways, in material ways. And then when they get to the stone, something amazing happens. God's already removed it. And there's a beautiful line that says, they look up and they see the angels. And after the angels tell them, they tell them to go back to Galilee and to tell other people. And so here, right now, in this church, 
It's like we're at the empty tomb. Jesus has risen. And right now we get to experience that in the receiving of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus. But then the amazing thing is there's so many people out there that do not know him. There's so many people out there that are trapped in sin. And so us, it's us for us to go forth and invite them back to our Lord, back to Galilee, back to experiencing all the miracles so that they can, too, experience the suffering, the death, and the resurrection. So just as frustrated as all, we, all of us are with masks, and I can't, I'm really going to have a mask burning party, we should be just as more frustrated with sin and just as more frustrated with uh, any participation of that in our lives and do everything that we can to come to know our Lord Jesus and to remain with him. For those of you that are to be baptized in just a few moments, you're going to experience that in a whole new way. And the rest of us here in this church, as we, knew, we renew our baptismal promises here tonight, we renew our faith, our sins are forgiven, and we once more are protected and brought into the kingdom of all of the children of God.